So I'm supposed to be discussing why it is that guys nowadays aren't approaching a lot of pretty girls. And I kid you the hell not, before I got onto the mic to record, I stumbled upon this very interesting article by Vice, which was talking about butt-enhancing male underwear and apparently how popular it is becoming. And considering the way they made the entire thing look for us guys, I don't know about y'all, but I've never really seen a guy think to themselves, you know what? Instead of approaching very fine women with nice booty and, you know, going for something that I'd wish to have, how about I go and I get male butt enhancing underwear so that I can have the booty myself? very honest like the way these guys are making it seem as though guys nowadays want to have a bigger booty is a little bit exaggerated to say the least like especially for us straight guys um you know the the people in the lgbt they can definitely have their liking of booty and you know there's 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 something to it you know there's an attraction factor to it but for us guys it's not like we go and we meet each other and we're like hey bro have you been man Mm, i'm liking the way the booty is growing you know I like the way the booty looks nowadays. You know, it fits really well in the jeans. Like, it's not like guys are sitting around saying that to each other. Or at least us straight men aren't exactly saying that to each other because we don't really give too much of a fuck about our asses. But in case you're uninformed on that shit and you decided to read the Vice post on IG, it says, and I quote, While other brands have been selling padded underwear since the 90s, catering to men in wheelchairs and HIV-positive men who'd lost fat in their butts after years of taking antiretroviral drugs, the rise of newer demedicalized brands suggest men are under growing pressure to present a thick and juicy ass to the world. End quote. Like, I know this isn't the full exact caption that's there, but still. Like, what guys are sitting down thinking to themselves, you know what, I really like how I look in a suit, but you know what would be a hell of a lot better? If it had some ass around it. Like, instead of me having that straight, proper look, I want to make sure there's some ass to compliment the suit like i know for a fact that i'm going to be considered as a more attractive person if i seem high status but you know what would even make me look even more high status with this suit a nice well-rounded piece of silicone enhanced on my underwear to make it seem as though i have a bigger bum like at what point do you think guys are gonna sit and be like yeah we should definitely go for that as if we haven't spoken shit about wearing wigs wearing weaves you know, getting fake nails, you know, getting makeup and shit, all under the guise of trying to look prettier. Like, we spoke so much shit about that, but we're so ready to buy a piece of underwear that'll make our bum look big, even though it actually doesn't. Like, make it make sense. We're the people that say that if you want something, go ahead and work for it. And we're so willing to go ahead and put money down on underwear, which gives us fake ass, which is something that we've spoken so much shit about. Like, if this doesn't tell you that sometimes people get the wrong idea, then I don't know what else is. Like, tell me that the gay community is really getting into that and they're really buying it and it's becoming popular amongst the LGBT. Fine, I'm okay with that. But you start telling me that straight guys are like, oh, we want something that enhances our butt? Fuck that shit. Like maybe 2% of us, but it does not speak towards a massive majority of men. So please, get your facts right about men. 
kind of like the same way I get my facts right about guys on this podcast, which I probably should have started by now. And you know I'm speaking nothing but street facts when I start by saying... Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who likes the ass big, thick and juicy, especially when he jiggles a little bit. Just not on a man. He's a man whose favorite form of cardio is skipping leg day. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. This show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex and relationships show, where I get to talk about stuff that, you know, revolves around love and sex. Sometimes I talk about relationships, sometimes I say something controversially different. You might disagree with me, but there is usually a conclusion at the end of it. And if you do agree with the conclusion, if you don't agree with the conclusion, I usually like getting feedback from you guys on IG. And the handle to hit me up on is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, you can also hit me up on at Breaktime on Westside there as well. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. You know, I love that feedback because we get to discuss about it. And sometimes even those discussions can be brought on and used for further episodes. You know, so that way we can help improve the nation and, you know, the world and shit, you know. And if you are using an app that allows for ratings and or reviews of the podcast, a nice rating and or review of the podcast would be highly appreciated. You know, makes me shoot up the podcasting charts and, you know, makes it easier for the podcast to be seen. You know, also sharing the podcast with your friends is also a very good way to market me. You know, so we can get most of this shit onto the world for people to critique and for people to learn from, you know, and maybe sometimes get entertained in no particular order. But anyways, that said, we should definitely move it on to our main topic of today. I already teased it before we started the podcast and I do want to get onto it. But I'm a little torn between. I'm a little torn between because I have two things that I really, really want to talk about. One, there was what Kim K said last week, which, you know, got people very fired up. And there's about a, a, a sex story that I saw on Maurice Madeka's IG page. Uh, Maurice Madeka, for those of y'all that don't remember or know, was on the Fan of a Fan series. And we did Sex and the Shitty Parts 1 and 2. Very interesting sexologist. There was a story that I saw on his IG handle that I wanted to talk about. Now, in as much as I really want to go into the whole Kim K story, because it's a much more current story and it's a story that could fade with time, I do think the sex story is more in line with Battle of the Sexes. Plus, I usually discuss a lot of my social issues on Tweet Street. So I'll save that story for the next episode of Tweet Street that's coming out this week. And I will focus on this Boda Boda story. Now, normally what Maurice Maveka usually does on his IG pages, he usually posts up a lot of the conversations that he has with some of his people, some of his followers, and so on and so forth. So there was this story that was relating to the whole Boda Boda saga. Like, we had the whole Boda Boda saga. I spoke about it last week on Tweet Street that came just before International Women's Day, you know, where some woman was, was assaulted. Now, following that, Maurice Madeka got this very interesting question, and I'm going to read it for you as well as his response. So, the question reads, Hi Maurice, with the current focus on the Boda Boda saga, I want your view on something I heard. It is said that Boda Boda riders having sex with females for free rides. Why would a self-respecting woman do that? Now, his response was, I know of a woman who fucked her Boda guy because she was curious. Her curiosity came from the fact that he was well-spoken and had the physique she liked. She invited him over, asked him to take a long shower and according to her, that was the best fuck of her life. The brother induced orgasms where her fellow corporate colleagues had failed. The only reason he was a Boda was due to social economic reasons. His parents could not afford to educate him beyond fourth form. 
It is a reality that humans unfortunately judge each other and use a criteria like your career and how much you earn to assess your social value. But the truth is, the vagina and the penis only respond to stimulus supplied. If high value in society was the determining factor in sexual satisfaction, I would have no clients. Regardless of your social status, if you have game, no one can take that from you. Refrain from discrimination. You may have a high social value, but your penis operates like a tuk-tuk. Even pilots who fly jetliners around the world at 31,000 feet above sea level have failed a vagina at ground level. The express highway in Nairobi is a masterpiece, but I can assure you some engineers that dealing with complex math can't induce a female orgasm. Do not underestimate soft tissue. The vagina is equally a demanding project. Now, obviously any woman who's reading shit like this and who's heard the whole terminology of, you know, broke dick is great dick would probably agree to this wholeheartedly. And I won't lie, in quite a number of cases this is true. The only thing is it's a very interesting stereotype which actually tries to hide the fact that a lot of us guys do not know what it is that we're doing in the bedroom. A lot of us guys do not know how to have good sex. Like we know how to have good sex with the bodies that we have but we don't really know how to pleasure a woman in terms of like the knowledge of the female anatomy or you know just giving a woman pleasure like all we know is go stick it in there you know probably you can eat her out but you don't even know how to replicate that in someone else and i feel like that's one of the biggest misconceptions that usually goes around in the social space right now in regards to you know sex and where your socioeconomic status might actually factor in because at the end of the day it's not like they compare and the fact that people will always talk about how this broke nigga or this guy that didn't have this or this guy that didn't have that is very well known for you know fucking people well while they'll also not want to mention that there's also this high level corporate guy that might actually be good will continue giving this stereotype that broke guys have good dick and guys who have means you know guys that are at a high economic status do not know how to give it to a woman which i think is a lie like, I kid you the fuck not, there's babes that will bring out stories about how their boss, who will definitely make two, three, five, ten times more than them, will fuck them better than the husband that doesn't make as much. Just the same way, I have spoken to babes, I have even spoken to a babe that I know personally, who has openly told me that she has fucked a broke nigga and hated the dick that he provided. Like, it does not compare your socioeconomic status, your expertise, your professional situation to the kind of dick or the kind of sex game you have. And I will discuss this at length because I have noticed that this is really eating into time because I feel like there's a huge misconception and a huge stereotype that comes with the whole idea of broke dick being great dick. Like I honestly feel like this is something that we should look into and guess what i might even end up discussing it very very soon on another episode of battle of the sexes because for now we do need to move on to our main topic of today and over this past weekend i was on youtube for a little bit and i stumbled on a video by this lady known as melanie king that's the name of her channel i'll see if i can link it under the description of this episode and she was talking about how men don't approach pretty women and how guys nowadays are not approaching attractive women in social environments at the club and shit and she had some very interesting takes on it and i'm not going to lie most of what she was talking about was how it's not worth it nowadays for guys 
and the kind of humiliation that we're going through you know the whole harassment thing the whole rejection side of it doesn't seem like it's worth us going to approach the babe and i found her 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 thoughts on it to be pretty interesting but in as much as i do agree with everything that she did say and i actually liked what she brought forward i felt like it wasn't really enough of the reasons as to why it is guys nowadays are finding it hard or just not approaching women as openly they're not doing it as publicly and another part of the reason why i also figured i should discuss this is because i've also spoken to one or two other babes who complain that guys aren't approaching them or it's like there's no guys around that are really making their moves on them even though they are actually trying to look really really good when they go out and shit so I figured, you know what, I will look into this entire topic and I will discuss and give my thoughts on it. But I need to give two disclaimers before I get into the reasons why I feel guys nowadays aren't approaching women. And those two disclaimers will most probably kind of help make this entire thing a lot more bearable. So the first one is I'm not going to include the talk of sexual harassment, the Me Too movement. I'm going to avoid it as much as possible because if i get into that bit in and of itself i feel like one it doesn't really embody a pretty huge reason as to why it is guys won't approach women per se you know at least in a casual sense and also it's a bit grim and a bit sobering of a topic that will end up making this podcast not as entertaining as it probably should have been so i'll leave that one aside and the second disclaimer that i'm giving is i'm going to center this around nairobi because this is the stomping ground that I know. This is the dating market that I'm aware of. And the thing with Nairobi is people have mostly moved away from the idea of openly approaching babes to, you know, getting a referral here and there. So you know this babe or you know this and this person and this person knows this babe. And it's like you're trying to get close so that this person can hook you up with this babe. That's mostly how it is here. But back to the original bit of all of this, which is why it is guys aren't approaching babes now melanie king spoke about how it's not as practical like it's not a very good idea for us to approach babes nowadays because it just isn't worth it like it doesn't feel very practical to do so like you leave where you're at you go to a group of babes and you try and you talk to one of them with all of these babes and there's one that's gonna try and you know always make it seem harder than it probably should be or be the negative influence that ends up cock blocking the entire situation so like you're doing that you're trying to talk to this babe you're trying to approach this babe and it's amongst a group of babes and it's not like this other babe is going to leave her friends she's going to stick there so at what point is it really going to be good for you to make a move and normally in a lot of cases you find that you don't really have that much of an option which is why you'll find most guys will want to go and try and hit on a babe when she's either going to or coming from the bathroom because at that point there's a lot less influence around her she's probably a lot more open and she's well definitely out of that whole situation with her friends so it's probably going to be easier to try and talk to her and of course i'm sure there's a bunch of babes that are busy listening thinking oh you know what happened to guys today like this whole thing of confidence like we don't have enough confident guys that are actually willing to make a move and i get it yes the world that we live in right now we don't have as many confident guys that will openly go and make a move to a random babe but then again you think about it it isn't really as a result of us becoming worses or anything it's just the world that we live in 
why the hell would I openly go and try to hit on a babe and get rejected openly? You know, something that's actually quite humiliating and embarrassing for guys when I can go find out her IG handle, you know, go try following her. If it's private, you know, hopefully she'll accept. If if it's public, then I could probably follow her. Then I'll go ahead and message her. Bada bing, bada boom. If she likes the message or if she decides to respond, it's cool. If she doesn't want to, it's not. If it's a negative reply, it's okay. The thing is, both of those will be fairly private. Fine, she can show her friends and shit, but still, there's a certain level of privacy to it and I won't be as openly humiliated. Now, I go and I start hollering at a babe in public and she rejects me and she laughs with her friends. Like, at what point is that supposed to be okay for me? Like, I get it. You know, we'll 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 get stronger and we can be okay with the rejection that will come with it. But does it mean that we have to go through it all the time? Like, I can get that rejection is a part of life and, you know, people shouldn't particularly be laughing at you. But people laugh at people when they fall. Like, it isn't that, you know, lack of stability is an abnormal thing or tripping or being clumsy is something that all of us can't do and it's only a select few. But even though it happens to everyone, people still get laughed at for that shit. And the same thing happens with rejection. So you might as well skip all of that and go for the more virtual side of things. If I'm rejected on social media, then it's okay. At least if I didn't do it publicly, the humiliation won't be as bad. And anyways, when you even look at the risks of it, the whole idea of the reward versus the consequences. If the reward is, you know, she gives you the goods or she decides to date you and the consequence is rejection if she doesn't accept you, then considering there's so many other babes that are on social media that are there in real life that are not as hard to approach, that are definitely closer to us, are there, then why the hell would we take the risk and go and suffer the possible humiliation or go for the potential humiliation that rejection will come with from a random babe? That doesn't seem like a very, very smart way to look at it. And anyways, a lot of the fine babes that are there right now will have a pretty good followership on say IG or some shit and you're going, you're approaching a babe. She's on like five figures and shit. She's got the K. Maybe she's verified and everything. You're going to try and hit on a babe like that. And she looks at you. You look like some version of a regular guy. It's not like your upper echelon and shit. And it's not like you're blowing stack on her. And all of a sudden it's like, why should I waste my time on him? Like, trust me, even attractive guys get rejected. And in that case, why the hell would I go and risk my chances with her when alternatively, you have the red pill movement, the MGTOW movement, which have pushed guys and told them, you know what, go work hard, build your shit up. And then eventually you'll have your pick of, you know, fine babes like her, finer babes than her. You know, she might approach you, she might not. But either way, there'll be a hell of a lot more babes to deal with. So you shouldn't probably deal with her. Like more and more guys are being exposed to that, you know, possible reality. And they're like, why should I go and approach a babe when I can go ahead, make more money and then she'll probably be more receptive to me? Like, doesn't that seem like a much better option? And I can get it. You know, there's a lot more babes who are like, oh, we don't really care about the money or we don't really care about this and that. You know, we just want a regular guy. Well, considering that the majority of people on the internet right now are talking about, oh, you know, we don't want no broke niggas. Oh, we want to be gifted. Gifting is a love language. Oh, I like when a guy buys me this. Like, what do you expect guys are going to think? Although all of that aside, all of that mentioned, all of that said and done, I feel like the most important, I feel like the reason that carries the most water as to why it is guys are simply not approaching babes nowadays at clubs, at social events and shit is very simple. 
babes are simply not approachable attractive women are simply not seeming attractable to us guys in general just period like it's not like the babe isn't fine but it's not like we're getting the signal that you know what this babe wants to be approached like way back in the day 70s 80s 90s early 2000s hell even the 2010s to a certain degree people would go to a club and you'd probably be able to scope out a babe that's looking for a guy you know a babe that's open to being approached she'd have fairly open body language she'd probably be sitting you know maybe with a couple of friends but she'd be looking around and shit like you could kind of gauge that shit out but let's look at nowadays shorty comes through with her friends to the club all right fine i can get it one you know there's times when girls are just going for girls night it's not like they're trying to look for guys or shit like they're literally just going for girls night and that one i can understand but even when that's not the case when they've dressed provocatively they've gone to the club they're seated it's literally all of them together for me as a guy that's five babes that's along with your four babes or three babes that are with you that I'll definitely have to deal with before I get to you and imagine what happens if I walk up to you and I ask if I can talk to you a little bit on the side you know there's a pretty good chance everyone will look at me and be like as who you want to talk to her as who and as you're looking at the babe she's giving you a poker face or she's not giving you an open look or anything so it's not like you even have that reassurance to try and approach and on top of that shorty even though she's not even going to be like that even though you haven't approached yet you're looking at this babe and if this babe isn't dancing with her friends and only with her friends and not even stepping out of her shell it's not like she's looking around she'll pull out her phone she'll record for stories and she'll sit and she'll scroll through IG while she's at the club like i kid you the fuck not she will be scrolling IG while she is at the club now If the phone wasn't there and she was looking around a little bit more, then maybe one of us guys would come and hit on her. But considering that she seems occupied, she's got IG, she's got her friends, she's got her drinks, she's got shots, then at what point am I supposed to think that there's space for me in there? Simple question. At what point? So, at that point in time, you're just left thinking, you know what? I might as well not bother with this and just go ahead and look for the chances that at least will be in my favor. which is say when we go for a house party with a couple of friends and they introduce me to the babe themselves at least there you've gotten a soft entrance so now you can go in and you know try and hit on the babe on your own terms and shit but at least you won't have started yourself off by hoping that she doesn't reject you in a humiliating way so in conclusion let me just say this the same body language that we used to look for as guys so that we can you know feel like a baby is attracted to us or is open for us to go and hit on them is gone like most of that shit gone poof finished so we do not see the signs that would make you seem a lot more attractable to us a lot more approachable for us as guys and as a result of that we're going to second guess ourselves a hell of a lot more and we're going to not take as many chances as we probably could because we do not have the indicators that we might actually be successful and maybe that's a babes thing or maybe it's a tech thing or maybe it's a now thing but it's definitely a thing and if the babes if people want us to go back to approaching women physically then it's something that needs to be discussed and sorted out otherwise we're just going to stick to going the virtual way 
and we're going to stick to referrals. But anyways, I might be wrong about all of this. Maybe there was something that I didn't mention. Maybe there's a bunch of things that I should have covered that I shouldn't have left out. I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on IG. It is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>